What's good? Welcome to the We Don't Play radio station where we don't play all day, every day. You know, that's what we do. <laughs> okay. So, we have a guest today and he goes by the name Shavak. And you guys are going to love his music because there is going to be so much involved. And when I say so much involved, you guys are going to be listening to a lot of just new sounds. You know, people who have been able to do it, record, produce, make a lot of music. This is Shavak. And Shavak is not just an artist. You know, he he's a multi-talented, gifted artist. And he has a lot of sounds under his belt. So he has a lot to ask and a lot to answer. <laughs> and um, the questions he wants to ask are going to be pertaining to his sound. But at the same time, he has something that he can put out for people to listen to that they could hear and get answers to. That's the beauty of music. You're able to ask questions. You're able to give feedback at the same time. I don't know. That's crazy. But, you know, we don't play all day. What you say? How about that? Okay. <laughs> You know, we're just running it out for you guys, having an amazing time being in the light, you know, being on the spotlight, being in that zone where we're able to control things, you know, enjoy things, feel good. This is what this is what we need. You know, we need music like this. We need good sounds. We need good things that can bring good memories. And I believe one of the good memories is by us having an amazing we don't play podcast station ready for y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's so much to look forward to. There's so much to find out. There's so much to feel. And I want you guys to feel this guy's music too. Because he has a lot under his belt. If you guys haven't heard, <laughs> you guys are going to be amazed by what you hear. Like, just just be ready. Just be ready. That's what I'm gonna say, because he does he does amazing in his piece of art, you know, in his peace of mind. And these are the kind of people you want to actually like talk to, work with, build with. And oh yeah, guys, I know I'm just going around the bush, but um, he has been making a lot of music, and he also engineered Siren. Siren. You guys should listen to Siren. Siren is an amazing track where you just see the beauty of people in music and bring out the best of themselves in the life that we chose. And I'm going to show you Shavak today. If you're on Pinterest, check out We Don't Play because, you know, we don't play all day, every day. So welcome to the room. Backlog. His name is actually Backlog. So we're about to go in. And um, see what's going on because we got Shavak in the building. He's just logging in. I told you guys he's going to be here. So you guys are going to have an amazing time and listen to him, you know, drop some bars, drop some amazing melodies and some insights. So I'm looking for you. I can't see you. Are you there? You're on mute. I think your video is on mute and your audio is on mute too. Can you hear me now? 
I can hear you, but could you be a little louder? Okay, yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. Awesome. What's good? Everything's good, it's good. Chilling. You're chilling? Keep music, you know. It's grinding. I like your room out there. <laughs> it is actually my studio. Oh, the studio. Dope. Yeah, yeah. Dope, 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 dope. What you working on right now? Okay. Okay. First of all, let me say two things. One, congratulations on your drop. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and number two, Siren was mad killer. I was just telling them about you engineering the track, and I want to know what you were thinking of when you made that that piece of work because it took seven years to get there. So we're going to wow. get to that, you know. Wow. Yeah, so somewhere in between we'll bring it back, but right now it's all about you. So mm-hmm. I want to know, like, tell me what music means to you as an artist, as a creator of music, because everybody has their own strengths. So you definitely know what the sound is like for you right now. So what does music mean to you? Music is basically life to me, you know. It's 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 life, it's a it's a language, that's the way I see it. Because you know, you can listen to like Spanish music and have no idea what they're saying, but you still feel it. Yeah. You can listen to British music or just anything, you know, and you can still groove to it. Like even back in the days, like before, you know, modern um, technology. People are making music in you know villages. We were making music back in the day with woods, you know, stones. So I feel like music is a language that can never die. Mm. You know. So to me, it just it just evolves. That's the only thing. It just keeps evolving. Like you hear different sounds. Like there's a time where dubstep was like the only thing you could hear on the radio. You know. Right. All you hear was just R&B, soul, you know, back in the day. So it's like music just keeps evolving. Like right now we have, you know, trap. We have we have Afrobeats killing the scene also. You know, so many types of, of music. So, and the, the tough part about music as an artist is if you don't understand the language, it could be hard for you to reach people. Because mm. motion also. That's what I see it as. It's it's a if you can speak to people, if you can touch people's lives. Like even look at gospel music. Gospel music they're doing wonders all over the world, you know, touching lives. So it's it's because I grew up in the church, so I understand the power of music and how music can move people and make people feel a certain way and make people feel what you want them to feel. Because most people don't know what they're going into listening listening to your song. So you have to suggest those things to them. Like, this is what I want you to dance. You know, I want mm-hmm. you to feel lonely, to feel sad. Mm-hmm. You know, so music really is to, to me, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see that because that makes a lot of sense when you see music in the light of 
how it brings emotional value to somebody's life. Like you hear a song you remember seeing or you remember you remember the story. Yeah, nostalgia hits you. So that happy moment, that sad moment, that movie moment, when you make music now, how does that transcend and what kind of suggestions are you bringing to your listeners? The reason why I actually started me making music, because, I mean, before I dropped any song at all, I always, like, had a personal connection with music. Like, a lot of people say, like, music is, it's not therapy. Mm. It's therapeutic. Yeah. You know? You can feel like sometimes I would say depressed, but like just have a really bad mood, and you can just sit down on a keyboard and just play anything, and it starts translating to you know to the music that you're bringing out. So that's that's the the way it started. Like I didn't even think about you know well I could be an artist or anything. It was just let me just go on the keyboard and let me just play my emotions away. Mm. So then. Playing, it got all that negative energy out, all that, you know, the 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 down, you know, the worst moments of my life. That brought that out. So now making music, I, I have my I've had my peace with that moment of my life. Mm. So I don't have to have negative experiences to make sad music or or you know so it's just right now it's like I just make what I feel in this moment what what speaks to me or or what sounds good to me also because the mistake what people make is that you know just make music that you feel just if you're sad just make sad music mm. or if you lost you know an ex just make music about them but sometimes people forget that music too is storytelling it's like writing a movie you don't have to be in a relationship to write about a relationship. You don't have to, you know, so things like that is what I ended up realizing after, you know, a while that just tell stories, you know, happy endings, even sad endings. It doesn't really matter, but just tell stories that speak to you. Something you, you can imagine a person going through. Cause mm. a lot of people go through a lot these days. So your music definitely is going to touch somebody. That's the way I see it. Yeah, that's deep. Because now when you think about music and you do it, you're now focusing on that person's emotion and what you're trying to tell them rather than being sporadically crazy with your talent, you know? Because some people have talent, but like you said, you have to understand the language. And it's hard to understand a language already. Talk less of music that involves physical, mental, emotional, melodic rhythm <laughs> you know it's a whole body <laughs> it's true it's hard understanding most languages so it's not easy like you have to just keep practicing and keep trying until you fail because you know we all fail at some point but it shouldn't bring us down it shouldn't make us feel like we we don't have it it just takes practice like if i said i wanted to learn uh german today just because 500 or five people, just five, yeah, just five Germans tell me, oh, yeah, your German is kind of trash. 
you know, you need to work on it. Because people tell you your music is trash. People tell me your music is trash. But if you keep practicing, at some point, people start, they notice, they're like, you know, wow, it's, you know, <laughs> it sounds good. Like, how? You know, then they start asking you the history behind why you learned German and why you sound so good. So it's not something that's really taught. It's something that you practice and you feel because there's so many languages, but why do I want to understand music as a language? What do you want to use it for? Mm-hmm. That's what as a person yeah yeah music as a person is very intellectually driven by what you felt what you want to feel or maybe something you want to predict like people will make crazy songs like oh i'm hopping up in in a in a lambo you know i woke up in a new bugatti you know hop in my maserati you know like this is good stuff you know what i'm saying but also the people who are singing it are trying to think about it like that which is a happy feeling because, you know, that's excitement. But also when you give them the same story in a different dimension, they're like, oh, wow, it could be different too, you know? So that creativity, that art, artistic value is now where you come in as an artist. And for people who have never heard your music and you before, let's say you have a presentation and you have something to tell them before they listen, like a disclaimer, what would you tell them? What would be those words to tell them about your music before they press play? Uh, well, I really don't know <laughs> because there's so, and, and the one thing I always try to do is to not be caged in a, you know, to be caged in in one genre of music. You know, like that's one of my biggest fears too, like to be just stuck in one position and not being able to be flexible. So I would tell people, listen, but don't be surprised if I switched it up. <laughs> <laughs> you might hear me singing like, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> so that's all I'll say. Like, just because you hear me sing one R&B song doesn't mean, like, the next song is going to be an R&B song or, like, the next song is going to be what you expect. Right. Yeah, like I could be singing like ballads, singing like some old school jam. Oh man! Many influences, you know, around me, and I and I like to explore those things. I don't like to just, you know, force one thing to work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good thing because I'm. I've heard your songs. I've heard "Out the Water." I've I've had "Wipe Your Nose." Um. Even the tracks, like if people are hearing this and they're like, well, wipe your nose, what are you talking about? Is it a coronavirus song? Is it like, what is, <laughs> you know, what is your goal? But I think the beauty about music is people can really get tapped in when they know, oh, wow, he used that to do this. Okay, let me see what else he got. So now you have another song called Come Over. And what would you say about this three song that I just mentioned like they've not heard it but I have and if they go and hear it they'll probably feel the same way so what do you want to say about those tracks when you were making them what is your vo- what is your mindset in mm. wipe your nose <laughs> the, funny, the, the way the song even came to me was I've always like just had that those words in my head just wipe your nose I'm like, that would sound like a good lyrics but, but I never, like, 
planned on making a song or anything with it. So I was just coming back from church, actually, at church rehearsal. I, it just kept ringing in my head, like, well, who knows? Na, 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 na. I was like, I think this is it. You know, I think this is the song I've always wanted to write because I haven't had it in my notes. Mm. Notes, but like, no plan, no idea, nothing. And it just came, and it, the funny thing, it just came out straight. Like, I didn't even try too hard for that to come out. And I wrote it like before the pandemic even happened. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Have that song feature. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it before anything even happened. I think I, I wrote it like maybe February or January, like one of those times. Yeah. Mm. So that, was, that was actually my first official release. You know, I mean, I had a song before that, but. That song is, you know, I don't really talk about that song <laughs> like that. So, you know, is the song that I, that I, you know, that I just felt like it was a good way to start my artist journey. You know? mm. I felt like it had so many messages, so many hidden messages also. You know, and I mean, we could say that it kind of predicted the whole Corona thing that happened. So that's what I'll say is that it, it helped me because um, I was more comfortable actually yeah, releasing that song first mm. rather than any other thing. So it was a very good opening for me. Like you listen to the message, you know, like I was even thanking God at the end. And I think, yeah, I had to even go back and rewrite the end of the song because Kobe just died. So I was like, damn, you know, like this is crazy. And I put it there like R.P. Kobe, you know, you know, shout out my mom, shout out God, just a lot of things. And I felt like, yeah, this is a good way to open, you know, my journey. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's one thing that, that happened with that song. Okay. Okay. And, I'm, I'm actually seeing it now. I'm actually seeing it because when I listened to Wipe Your Nose, I was like, this is perfect timing. Because you know the way people do songs and then it just blows up? Shout out to Burner Boy. That's what happened to him. You know, so you can literally be in the same zone thinking about the same thing and then somebody drops. It happened to me, too. When the day I dropped a track called Standard, that was the same day Ricardo Banks came to the studio to Nigeria FM to produce and um, publish the song as a release. And I was like, the song is called Standard. So my what happened to my standard? You know, so I was confused, but I was excited at the same time. I was like, this is a good sign for me because, I mean, I'm on the same wavelength in terms of frequency and understanding. Then I've seen it happen to somebody. Now I'm hearing you bring a song before the pandemic. Who's going to wipe their nose before the pandemic? I mean, you do, but it's not really, like, consciously driven. Now when you sing a song, it's like, wow, really? You know, so (laughs) it kind of brings everything back home. That's how it feels. And I'm like, okay, okay, you know, okay, you know, this is, this is good. Then eventually people will see, they'll be like, oh, wow, he really predicted it. Oh, okay, what else does he have? So that wow factor has now given people the reason to listen to your next songs because they're like, okay, he could do something else. You know, it's not really based on Corona. It's just based on the fact that he planned something that was so specific that, really worked and people were listening to it i remember when we put it out 
it was like, oh, so people are really trying to pay attention about their nose. And probably it was a very subconscious thing. So you would definitely want to know more. It sounds like a parody, but it sounds like a very great track for the season. And that's what it achieved. So I think of it like this is always an avenue to get better and get your music out there in a way that people can resonate. And if you now move over to the next track, which was Out the Water. Now, explain Out the Water. (laughs) So the water was, I feel like that's a more personal song too. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of people can, can relate to that song. A lot of people. Funny thing, like so many people call me. I'm like, oh my gosh, who hurt you? Like, you know what happened? I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> it's just, I feel like it brought my emotional side out, you know, because the actual idea of the song wasn't even anything like that. It was, it was supposed to be more like a Drake vibe, you know. I don't know if you got like a Drake vibe listening to. Like, if you, they listen, like, you can hear the Drake. Like, if you, if you think about successful. Okay. That's the vibe, you know, that I was, like, kind of going for. I was, I was like, something is missing. Like, the whole song has a message, but I didn't know what message I wanted it to be at that moment. Mm. But I feel like the whole thing had to be a message. So, like, just moving on, it probably took maybe about five months or, or less for that song to be completed. But, you know, it, it was more, yeah, it was more emotional because the idea of the song is, you know, somebody trying to save another person. Mm-hmm. But the person doesn't want to be saved or is not sure if, you know, they should put their trust in that person. Right. Yeah, so it's, I, I've heard, of, like, from a lot of people too, that's like a toxic relationship, something like that. Because if you listen to the, like, the first verse, I said something like, you know, you see, I'm trying to hold you down, but you think I'm trying to hold you back. So exactly. Out of, yeah, this conflict of interest, you, they're not sure. So that, and that's a problem with a lot of people too in a relationship. It's like, you know, he cheated on me, she cheated on me. What's going on? You know, I'm not sure. But it's like I'm just looking out for you, and it could be a friendship also. You know, so that was the idea that I had writing that song because I felt like. Water is, it's it's a very deep, no no pun intended, but it's a very deep <laughs> to be lost. You know, because you can't breathe, you're drowning, you can't see. There's sharks, right? In the cover, sharks. So there's so many things because the cover art was like there was a jellyfish and there was a shark. So those two things don't really work. You know, they they don't connect. So that was one of the ideas that I had for the cover too of the song. So. To be lost in water, water, and somebody trying to save you, but you're not sure if you should, you know, stretch out your arms. But it's like, just give me your hand. Mm. Be all right. mm. So that was the idea for that song. You know, that was the top, the thought process going into that song. Wow. So that was more of trust. You know, like a song that kind of meant that, hey, I don't trust you enough to let you save me, but also I trust you enough to try. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it could be seen too with, with relationship with God also, you know. 
Yeah. Because the Christian is like, there's so many temptations, there's so many things, there's so many distractions. But God could just be telling us, just, just trust me. You know, just, just give me a hand. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, I see that. You know, now that you're even mentioning this tracks, to me, it sounds like it's going to be such a a movie. If you really think about all these tracks, I'm like, I'm thinking movie scenes. I'm thinking crazy ideas because now people are going to be intrigued by what you're hearing. Like you said, you might get surprised. So that surprise is like, a visual impact that's going to make you want to listen more because now it's not just a song with a chorus and a verse. You know, now there's an arrangement. Now there's a melody, there's a pattern, there's a hook, there's a reason, there's a message. So now the music is making more sense. And then somebody will listen to Wipe Your Nose, listen to Out the Water. They'll be like, okay, now, now I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And then right after Out the Water... You have come over. Lockdown. Yeah, we can't forget lockdown. (laughs) We can't forget lockdown. Tell me more about lockdown from your perspective. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's like a double meaning thing too. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a relationship thing too. Just you know, not necessarily a love relationship could be like a parent and a child or just a friend, you know. That's how lockdown kind of is. But but I mean, it's it's my more edgy song. Like I'm more edgier than my other song. I think that's my only Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I see that. Say again. I said it's like you want it, but you can't get it. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. You're distancing mentally too. Exactly. Oh, I see now. Lockdown to come over. So now is when everybody's trying to stabilize. People are trying to get back and be like, okay, come through. Let's see what you got. Have you changed? You know, are you better? Are you the same? Have you grown bigger? Are you, what's going on? And then I think that's where it's like from come over. Now it's going to be like a party scene. So 
I can now see wipe your nose sounds like you are by yourself trying to fix your life. Out the water, you're still struggling because you're still dealing with breathing. Then, you know, like people, you, you know, push so many people away. A lot of people couldn't be around you. Coronavirus, you know, just a lot of things. Yeah, true. Year just started and it just went by like that. So it just feels like it feels like you lost so many people. Some people you had to cut off too, you know. So that's how the water is. Okay. I see that. I see that now. That makes a lot of sense because out the water has that demeanor. It's like, okay, let's see what we got here. Let's see if I can swim at, at all. And then lockdown, you're still kind of in the, the, the downside because if you think of wipe your nose, you're down. Lockdown, you're down, already down. You know, out the water, you're in, but you're out, but you're like down. <laughs> so... It's like, okay, now come over is like going over your down syndrome or whatever you want to call it. And then building that arc to get over the faults and over the the misherps, you know? I see that. I see that. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. It's like a breath of fresh air. Right. I see that. You know, this could actually be. Sorry again? I wrote the song a long time ago, too. How long ago? Two years ago. Two years. It was one of my first songs when I just started recording. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I believe that because it took a while to get Siren out. <laughs> so. I I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. It does take a while. Sometimes you just don't want to drop any kind of music because if you drop it and you, you want to redo it and think about it, it's not going to be as good. Look at what happened to us. You, you know, we can't, we can't redo perfection, if that makes sense. Like, when you hear something that sounds good the first time, you don't want to change it because if you do... You lose the momentum or you lose the spice. Right. If you if you've gotten to a point where you love this sauce and it's it's perfect, then you want to say, Oh, let me add some more salt to see if it's gonna work. Bro, you might as well just not cook the food because now you're spoiling the process because you don't trust the process. So that's why I was like, sometimes things happen for a reason. Maybe you're supposed to be on there. Some people make it to track, some don't. Some beats. Look at Rihanna. That that umbrella was supposed to go to Mary J. Blige. Now look at look at what happened. <laughs> you know? So it could be your day. It could be anybody's day. As far as you know what you're planning to do and you're doing it in a godly mindset with that intention to make a difference for better then you can try to do better. But if not, then you're going to keep going around in circles and you might just find the wrong thing and it won't be working for you. So I see I see what you mean. And if it got to a point where I was even thinking, I would have definitely loved to do a remix to Wipe Your Nose just because there was a section that I could hear the beat chopped and I was like, oh, I could drop some flows over here and just talk about the virus, corona, and whatever 19 stuff that, that's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, somebody else said the same thing too. I, uh, TFG needed. 
said that too. He said he wanted to do like a remix to to the thing there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I I hear I hear what you mean. You know, it's like I try to make it as soulful as possible too. Mm. That, that um uh, trap feel, you know, soulful with trap I feel because it's a real instrument. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Real. Exactly. I played all those stuff, so it's one of those things that you just have to. You just you can't. You can't. You know, sell yourself short. No, you can't. The funny thing you said is like cooking the food, because the things that sometimes you can cook food and it tastes the best, but the problem is trying to recreate it. If you didn't, you know, if you did, <laughs> if you did a, a, a write down the ingredients and all that, nobody really does that. And, and if we're not careful, we're just gonna keep trying to find what made the food good the first time instead of just moving on. Right. <laughs> right. Even as a producer, if you think about it the same way, if you make a beat and then it sounds good and then you want to add like a little tambourine, <laughs> like there's no reason to add it when the beat is already bumping. So it's the same thing with music. If you feel it's right and it sounds right and it, it's supposed to be there, then just go with the flow, go with that that momentum. And then that way it brings the right people to that song. Like some people are like, oh, I've not heard this song. I've not heard this song. Well, that's not my fault because I already dropped it. You just need to listen. But now either people don't listen through it or they just listen for what they want. But you as an artist has sent your message and whoever is going to touch is going to touch them because People can take music differently. You can take it in a nice way because you just love the sound of the saxophone. You might just not like it because it sounds too grungy. You know, it could be anything. You know, it's, so it's people's taste. Yeah, I don't like chocolate ice cream. It doesn't mean it's, it's a bad flavor. But I just don't, you know, it's one of those things. Right. That's what I really, there's nothing like a bad song. There's only bad timing. There's, if Michael Jackson released Billie Jean today, I don't know if it's going to be the same. It's going to have the same feel. Mm-mm. You know? Or, or if uh, Lil Baby, the baby, if they released this song, like, you know, in the early 2000s, it might be taken in a very negative way. Because some of the lyrics now are, you know, like, crazier. Like, it's direct. They don't even filter anything. So that's the thing. It's only a bad time, man. And that's why we have to, as, as musicians, as artists, as, you know, uh, 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 producers and all that, we have to be current, too, with the way things are going in the music industry. Like, we have to be aware. Because a lot of people just ignore, yeah, I just want to make my own style. But, like, you can, make, you can make your own style, make what you want, but you have to follow the trends in some way. Not, not fully, but just understand the market. Because... Music is a market. It's an investment. You know, and people, it's, it's risks. Some people put everything they have into music and it doesn't work out for them. And some people put just a little effort to find the right person, the right deals, and they just blow up overnight. So, you know, it's one thing I, I feel music, like just bad timing. Mm. Nobody music. Yeah. Right, right. It's just bad timing, honestly. You're right. You're right. I think about it too. I'm like, okay. Even the songs that I dropped this year, I was not planning on dropping anything this year. I was like, what am I dropping for? I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but I was like, if I don't drop this tape today, 
it may not be relevant next year. So let me just drop what it feels right to me today and do away with 2020s vibes because last year I had different vibes. Next year I'm going to have different vibes, God willing. So it just keeps getting better. I don't want to be dragging on this song for too long. Look, I dragged on Siren for seven years, not because I wanted it to drag, but I just realized that sometimes some songs just have to wait. Right. Right. And I actually almost dropped this track. I actually didn't like the verses. That's that's the craziest part. I made the verses, I recorded because I usually have a process. You know, when I'm making music, it's either I recorded the melody on my phone or just go in the studio and start rapping or recording and then I come up with a melody and then make the bars out of it or I actually start with a uh, a punchline from nowhere then I now build the story around it so it's like a catchphrase so I could go any way I could listen to a track and just be bopping my head and it comes to me so this song I was in the studio I started writing I was like let me because at first it wasn't like that jumpy it was very straight one, two, and I was like, this is boring. So let me let me change the flow because when people hear different flows, they want to stay engaged. So I was like, how can I keep people engaged for four minutes? So let me try, you know, that was a long song. So you don't want to feel like the song is dragging and you check the timing, is it finished? You know, when people check those things, I want it to be like, you when the song starts and your eyes are closed, you don't know what's coming because you want to enjoy that moment. And that's what I was really trying to create in my head. And I didn't tell you much. I only told you that this is a song that's dedicated to, you know, this particular moment. And this year has a lot to offer. So whatever was put in there was just based on experience. From high school, college, now, last year, the album dropping, now I have online courses. So it's like I threw everything in there to just say, hey, man, you know, if you guys don't really know me, just listen to this one song. You'll know everything that has been happening. And that's when I said, okay, let me give it to you to see how you can build it. So when you were mixing this song, even if you're mixing other tracks, what is that wow moment for you that gives you that that acceleration to be like, okay, I got it? Britney Spears. Is it Britney? Right? Yeah, Britney Spears. 
He wrote that song in the middle of the night. He was trying to sleep, and the, the lyric just came to him. And he was like, I'll just write it back tomorrow morning. And he said he couldn't sleep because he knew he would forget about it the, the next day. So he woke up in the morning, got out of bed quickly. You know, back then, the uh, old tape recorders and stuff, put the batteries in, turn it on, started recording the melody. And that song became like uh, an icon. Like, that song was an iconic song. Mm-hmm. One of the songs for Britney Spears till today. So it just shows that, like, ideas can come and go. Sometimes I'm in the, sh- I'm in the shower, I just, I have to, I have to get out <laughs> and write the song. Or, you know, I, I know you probably understand. Too. I know what you mean. I got some records I've not even recorded. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, sometimes when you stop, you lose it. You lose that feeling. It's like, yeah, I think it's trash now. And it's, it happens to producers a lot, like, you already hear all the sounds in your head, but it's like the more you tweet, the more you change. Let me, let me, let me. Yeah, it's trash now. I just throw it away. <laughs> you know, that's what they right. do. Right. <laughs> that's producers do. Yeah. True. So, True. I like that you said the future. Uh-huh. I like that you said that's the future. As fast as possible. Because it just gives you. It's kind of nostalgic, too, because, like I said, future is like. In some place in maybe 2030, they'll be looking for songs that had to do with the pandemic. And your song is going to pop up. Bro. Another day, I'm like, damn. Somewhere in the future, 2050, some high school prom night. The the theme is pandemic. Everybody <laughs> wear a mask. What are they going to play? <laughs> Siren. <laughs> That's crazy. That's actually crazy because that makes a lot of sense because now you can tag a story like we talked about. this. If I didn't talk about the pandemic, yeah, the beat is great. Yeah, the melody is great. Yeah, all those sounds are happening. But if I didn't have the right message for that song, then people wouldn't remember it as much because there's no value or substance to what I brought through the lyrics if I didn't deliver it. Mhm. There are some songs you can't hear again. If you play that song again, you'll be like, "Bruh, why are you playing this song?" I think it's songs that people don't really have any connection with. You know, like played in the clubs a whole like two months back to back. If you play it again, people tell you to play a different song. You know, and I've worked I've worked at clubs and I I know like songs just go away like that. Songs just disappear, and you hear them after a while. I'm like, oh, good song. I remember this song. But you still don't want to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that is true. You don't want to listen to a song that has bothered you or that's in your head that's that you can't get out. That's how addictive it is. If it's a song you want to hear, you'll listen to it. But if it's something that's forced on you, you'll start to resent it. That song is is still played today. Yeah.
all summer. <laughs> or that song too, uh, DJ Khaled, I'm the one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're good songs, but over time, they get annoying. So I feel like musicians, too, we need to look at value, like you said, you know? What, what would you be remembered by? You know, like, look at Pop Smoke. Yeah, his songs, you know, his songs are really good. But, you know, unfortunately, he died to, you know, so young. But he had something fresh. And, you know, he brought the deep voice. He wasn't doing everything everybody was doing. He brought the grime, you know, style that UK grime style. Right. He, like, ice gates, his own version, you know. So always something fresh. You know, something that you'd be remembered by. Exactly. I think it's possible for you to still tap into that zone and be like that because anybody can can really really get a whole new sound started look at reggae look at pop look at rock look at soulful vibes look at edm where did that come from you know so you got to think about your sounds and look at afrobeat today it wasn't afrobeat in the 60s or in the 70s you know, that was Afrobeat. Now we are talking about fusion. We're talking about styles. People are playing tracks and they can dance and they feel like, oh, is this R&B? No, it's, it's Afrobeat. Right. So I think we, are, we, are, we should be as diverse as our music. But that's a problem because people don't like to be diverse in their sound. So it's up to you to bring out that flair that thing of okay this is my turf this is my sound this is what people should know me for and then you bring it out before i used to be like oh people won't like my music because it's too much auto-tune who said that you know who 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 told you that because people are making money through singing on auto-tune 24 7 but you gotta think about am i singing on this auto-tune to sound great or am i singing on this auto-tune to make a statement Don't just be completely, completely like blind to see that everybody's doing it. But it's like, is that why you're gonna do it, or are you gonna take from that, add it to your sauce, and make a good food? You know exactly. But about diverse, you know, a lot of people don't want to be diverse. But do you think I'm question? Do you think it's the artist, or do you think it's the fans? I think it's a mixture of both. Because some artists, I feel like they, they want to drop something so bad, but they're also feeling like, damn, are they going to really accept it? So now when you start battling with that question, you're already putting the question in question. Because now you're not thinking about the result. You're thinking about the, the impact from your perspective, which is not even realistic because you've not dropped anything. So now you're putting yourself in the back burner because you're thinking that this song is going to flop when in actual fact, this song might bring you to the Grammy stage, might, might bring you to a Pulitzer Award. You know, it could be anything. So that moment when you feel like this is what's going to work, this is what's going to happen. Just like the way Kanye was saying how he thought about this line about uh, I, I got a light-skinned friend look like Michael Jackson. Got a black-skinned friend look like Michael Black. You know, you know. I would say Michael Blackson, but I would say Michael Jackson. But you see, he said it the way he, he wanted to put it. And 
it sounded sorry right controversial he literally did that black and white told you that and and you can't blame him because it's so smart that it's so simple but you see that line catches a fire and then your whole catalog is is in the roof so it's not really about what song worked or what song didn't work it's about what did you think about when that song was being made did you put the right amount of energy experience and time into it if not sorry like some songs i listen to i'm like damn i wish i could fix it but again i'm like if i fix it what would i have said that would change that song from where it is if i didn't put that amount of energy then so now i'm thinking okay if it's my music let me say what i want to say and see what people react to like now i've dropped god's handwriting i didn't i had a little feeling like people were not gonna feel it because it was like afro beat like weird then I played it for someone and she was like, this sounds like a Latina vibe. This is a, a mixture of, you know, I'm like, what it is? So I didn't even know. Then shout out to Kaxi, who's, he's from Malawi. And he made the thing and he hit me up one day. I was like, yo, Philae, what's good? Random. And I was like, I'm chilling. And he, and he was like, yo, I got something for you. And I was like, yo, man, just send me something. And he made that track that day. Send it to me during the week. I listened to the beat. I didn't have any lyrics. And I was like, damn, what am I going to say? That's always the hardest part of music. What am I going to say? But the moment you figure it out, and and I don't wait to figure it out. I just let it happen. And you ask me how or why. I just feel like if that song keeps resonating in your head, you keep playing the beat over and over, and then you forget about it, an experience will happen to you that when you hear that song again, you want to fill in the words. And that's what happens to me every time. I'll listen to the beat. I'll be like, ooh, that's fire. Ooh, that's fire. Like, I already know the first track of Colorful Sounds 3. I already know what it sounds like. I've heard the beat. I, I And he, shout out to Floaty Beats. You know, he's in Maine. And he played it for me on FaceTime. I was like, this is dope. Some EDM. I don't want to go too deep into it. But it's some crazy vibe for an intro that I've never done myself. But I know that when I put the pen down or when I put the mind to to write the lyrics, the right thing will come. I'm not worried. I know that track will fill its space. But I think most people think too hard about, oh, if I change there to that, to, to, to this, you know, just literally trying to change little things that don't make sense. No. Yeah, they tried to translate like, what he was saying into lyrics, and it was just question mark at some place. And I was like, "This song is still hard. It doesn't change anything from the song." So sometimes I just realize vibes, vibes are way more important right now. It's like melody, vibes, lyrics. Or okay, let me put it this way: beat, melody, vibes, and lyrics. That's just and the right marketing, obviously. Mm. But those are the most important part. That's why when you think about all these guys who are dropping bars with all this braggadocio, 
and you know hot freestyles that's they got bars but think about the substance think about the energy think about the arrangement think about the song song i remember watching rhythm and flow and um i was just seeing how you know people were doing it and i was like damn it's hard some people uh some people can rap though but if you want to put all those things together and still stand you can drop by just looking at a crowd that's one million people because you forgot your lyrics. It's happened to me before. I've had a flash out. Like, I remember performing my, I think it was my first or second performance in high, in um, college. It was Floodlights. And my friend Abel would be a testimony to this. He literally, they were chilling. It was in the PAC. Everybody was relaxed, you know, we're chilling. I, we just made this beat. Like, we finished the track recording like yesterday. Then we performed it the next day. So it's still fresh in my mind. I don't have the lyrics all together. They're all jumbled up. And then we're playing a track with no support because we don't have the the mix. So I'm now having to freestyle on uh, beat. And I flashed after the second bar. And I had 14 more bars to go. So what do you do? on stage when you have 14 bars and you can't fill it up so i had to turn into a hype man all of a sudden and go around the guys who are with me in the team but some of course people know this but they could tell like i didn't want the show to end and that day i was like i'm never ever going to miss again and it's not because i didn't know my lyrics it's just because i didn't plan enough to you know go and recite the music but you know right sometimes it just doesn't work that way but i think the best part is that when things like this happen it makes you grow and now when i'm performing i did a performance at my school full cell university when i graduated and i did the hall of fame i performed for i opened the stage on a tuesday and i was on set for about 15 minutes so if you think about all the tracks i could put in 15 minutes think about it Three minutes, two minutes, three minutes. You know, it's like all this. It was, it was more than 15. I think it was 45. I can't. It's on. Yeah, check it on YouTube. But. Yeah, I was wearing some blue top. Yeah, that was me by myself. And I was like, damn, this is like a whole new setup. But I was like, you know what? This is what people are going to be doing one day. Like you have your own stage. You have your own set. You have all your tracks. So to what you were saying, it's just best that you keep dropping as many tracks as you can. Drop them in fours and EPs, drop them in tens as albums, you know, build them every year. You don't have to drop music every time. When I dropped um, September 25th, the first track I dropped was Rocket, January 13th. Then I dropped Submarine in May, but I had a whole 19th track album that people have not even finished in July 23rd. So it's like, I don't want to drop too much music, but when I drop, I want it to be substantial. So when people hear the new sound, they're like, what were you sounding like before? And then when they go before, they're like, not bad. Before you know it, they've gone all the way to your first track. Now, all your numbers are going up. You have content. You don't worry about what you were singing because it made sense to you then. Now, people who are catching on now are trying to revive that live, that that moment. And then they call you for a concert. Now, you have to relieve the moment too. So, it's like you said, it's life. It's a cycle. So, whatever you put out is what you're going to get back. If you're going to perform a song that blew and you didn't like it, how are you going to feel? That's true. And that's, 
good jobs too. You know, it's up there with like you know, uh, 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 emergency workers and you know, police and all that. But those are hard. But as an artist too, that's hard work because imagine putting your time, your sweat, your blood, your, your everything, your electricity bill, everything, <laughs> your paycheck for somebody to say your song is trash. Like it can break a person, man. Like that—that's the thing with artists. Like we try to serve people also. You know, indirectly, we don't see it that way. You know, it's like I make what I like. But at the end of the day, there's a fan factor too. It's like, what would they like? Because one album can ruin your whole career, and like you're broke. You know, like everything you work so hard for, you, you know, you just don't get. You know, get it the same way you did before. Right. So I feel like musician is so hard to understand the you know the the way everything is and that's one what one thing drake got right drake has mastered the craft he's like when we're talking about musician is like a professional musician because he's like hits and paychecks come after that so that's the thing is like if we don't understand the market if we don't understand you know how to be good at our job as musicians and better ourselves like you know watch more videos like you just gotta do what you have to do mm-hmm. it's not easy anymore the market is so saturated with everything you know there's good music <clears throat> there's weird music there's like no music at all <laughs> <laughs> everything <laughs> oh man that's true Right. Too. But the Burner Boy, one of the, the things, like, I, I think we, we talked about it a while ago, one of the things Burner Boy said was anything that just goes up drastically, sometimes it would just come down immediately. Like, it's just like a list, like physics, you know? But anything that gradually, you know, steadily goes up, just slowly, slowly, yeah, it could come down, but the rate is going to come down. It's not going to be the same way the one that just spiked up went. So it's like, it's a gradual process. You know, you, you climb, you climb, you climb. You know, some some bad experiences, you know, some scams, you fall into, you know. But we learn, like you said, you know, we learn from those experiences. You know, like lyrics flash, you know. If you forget your lyrics and stuff, we learn. Because if, if you never had that experience and you were in a position where it was a bigger deal, if you actually forgot your lyrics, it could have messed you up. Big time. That would be the end of my career, you know? So then I'm thinking, oh, man, I've snapped. But nah, I was in front of my colleagues, so it's fine, in quote. But that's a lesson to tell you, hey, man, if this thing happens again in real life, for real, for real, in a position where you actually have money on the line, then you will be calling yourself unprofessional and nobody wants to work with you. Your name is burnt. And now you have blacklisted on your name and... You just don't want to... Now you feel like, I wish I never did music ever again. I wish I was doing something else. But you don't want to be that guy because you know what you have. So that potential should just bring itself naturally to you. And if you take it seriously, they will take you seriously. That's just how I see it. If you don't take yourself seriously, people can be like, yeah, he's tripping. Self-love too is very important, yeah. If you can be comfortable with doing something to yourself, you know, that that's the way it is. You gotta show yourself some self love. Mm-hmm. Understand yourself too. Yeah. Understand your sound. Understand 
what speaks to you also. Exactly. Speaking of what speaks to you, who are your influencers? So my influencers are everywhere. Everywhere. Because one thing I told myself was that there's so many songs in the world that at least I have to hear something new every day. You know, there's no point of listening to something I've heard 200 times. And it doesn't mean it's bad, but it's like, let me explore life is short. Let me listen to something new, just something random, a new artist. So, because of that, I heard so many people. Like this last week, I was like going back to back at the BGs, you know, BGs greatest hits. Yeah. Listening, go just so many things. But right now, I've really been studying Drake. <laughs> right now, I've been studying that guy, you know, and I've always liked him too. Like before, right now, you know. Because of the melodic way he was, you know, singing the R&B stuff. Yeah. You know, best. It was one of my favorites, you know, favorite songs. So, you know, him, Michael Jackson, Chris Brown. Um, um, man, it's so, like, before I actually started making my type of music, I was listening to alternative music, like alternative um indie style like artists like the fray you know the script i don't know if you've heard of some of those guys i have i haven't listened to much of the music but um i, I appreciate the music because i've i've seen the talents yeah. you know i've seen the performances exactly yeah like you know too late to apologize what like that. that was a hit exactly eh. <laughs> so, eh. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. More of just what speaks to me. Mm hmm. Like, I respect people's work now more than, you know, their fame, I guess. You know, so it's like, I see this. I see this is the person I should follow. You know, follow their tracks, see what they're doing, see what they're doing right, see what they did wrong. Because as much as these guys are big, they all have controversial, you know, past and something or the other. So we have to learn from that too, so we don't make those mistakes. Mm -hmm. you know, we can't always look at the good parts. Sometimes we have to look at the bad parts too. Right. You know? So that's why I like look at so many people and see what they're doing right. Right. Okay. Old school facts. I, uh, any day, any time. <laughs> okay. Big time. Okay. Okay. So I would say this. Now that you, you have your ideas and your plans ready, what are your future goals with your music? I know you have ideas and they're going to be, you know, building as you go. But what are you seeing like next year by this time? Next year, I'm seeing least a chart topping song you know it might not be number one but it's up there you know it's like breaking in the scene slowly that's what I see mm. you know like next year something like that then hopefully the year after that because of the song I dropped next year I get a Grammy or in a word or something like a BET away that's what I see you know maybe a show I see like a you know just a small show happening i don't know I'll look at the fans and see where they are also and maybe you know 
throw something over there and you know just bring people together you know next year maybe in maybe an ep a small ep you know three tracks four tracks something like that you know okay that's what next year yeah okay i want to see that for sure okay if next year is going to have an ep yeah i definitely want to see how that's gonna you know ride in have like a a private event huh and definitely weird songs like like i said don't be surprised right i i can only imagine what kind of eerie and honestly that's the kind of music horror movies thrillers sci-fi there's a market for everyone, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's possible. That's an iconic song. You can nobody can beat that right now, ever. Like, huh? On TV back in the day, like you had to stop the channel and watch the whole video. You can't go on to whatever you're watching. Like, I remember growing up. Just surfing channels and just see on like MTV thriller music video, you just have to stop. It's very captivating. Right. Very captivating. Production. So those are the kinds of things we have to leave behind and with that kind of music, we know that people are gonna listen to us and our kids are gonna find our music somewhere else. We they may not even use Apple music, it might be called something else music. You know? <laughs> so you, you said what? Shabak music, right? It could be anything. So I, at this point, it's just putting out that sound that you know when someone listens to, they'll be, they'll appreciate you for playing or or putting it out. Than you like, damn, I wish I never put this song out, you know. So there are some songs that would never see the light of day. Some tried, <laughs> you know, but I think at the end of the day, it's really what you're feeling inside and who is listening that's gonna resonate with your catalog. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have to be a lot of people. Because I heard Kendrick Lamar, he has, you know, different age range of guys around him that he can play his songs to. And they would tell him what's popping, what's not popping, you know, what he can do, how he can fix lines. So, you know, one success does not come from one person. Like, there's so many people around. It takes a village, you know, to create a hit song. You know, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. Okay. I have some more insights. So definitely this this has been a good one. I, I would like to say welcome to the playroom. Thank you for joining the playroom. You know, this is where we really go deep into music, entertainment, news, you know, feedback. Sometimes there's some stories that come out that would never have come out if the conversation was not struck. So this was a very very good session and i and i really hope you guys check out his music um if people want to reach out to you how can they find you um you can reach out to me on instagram um i'm you know pretty active on uh, instagram right now and you know if you want to send beats or you want to send you know something you can reach out to me at backmusic at gmail.com it's a B-A-C-H-M-U-S-E-K at gmail.com. Yeah. Bet. Yeah, guys, check out Siren. Check. You said what? My Instagram is at 
Shavak. So S H A V A C C. Yeah, S H A V A C C. Yeah, guys, go check it out. Siren, go check out Out the Water. Check out Come Over. Check out Wipe Your Nose. Check out Lockdown. Watch out for his EP. Add it to your library. Just be in the zone because he could surprise you anytime from now. <laughs> exactly. 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 If you guys want to learn more about, you know, the music, tap in, you know, get it on our news feed. Get some more insight. You're gonna know who he looks like, what he looks like very soon. The music videos, the pictures. You guys are gonna be noticing a lot of people coming out. So just be on the lookout. Don't think this is just a random robot listening to music. We are human beings that have sounds that you've never heard before. So be informed, be educated, be entertained. This is music that is gonna resonate and we listen to the people that you listen to. So the music that we make should make sense like they do. So I think you're in a position to really, really enjoy what we bring to the table. Don't we? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's been a pleasure too. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime, man. This is your first time in the playroom. Definitely you'll be back again. And we're going to make this a big time happening for sure. You, that's good. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. Awesome, man. You're welcome. So, I'm a, you know, catch up with you later. Is there any last words you want to let them know before, you know, you get out of the playroom? Um, last words. I mean, shout out to, shout out to my brothers, Shalom, Shalisha. You know, shout out to my my friends and my parents, and you know, shout out to God for everything. And, you know, just, you know, everybody, I'll just say, but just stay in touch, you know, keep in touch with what I'm about to, you know, bring out. And I have, actually, I have a song coming up, like a feature with um, Godfrey. So just be on the lookout for that, too, probably by the end of this month. And that's, you know, they're getting a lot of people on that track, too. And, you know, so just, just get ready. <laughs> exactly. You heard it first from the Playroom. <laughs> Exclusive only. You say what? Yeah. Exclusive, exclusive. Oh yeah, for sure. We don't we don't do no, you know, random. We make this thing hot. You know, you guys hear it first from here before it goes anywhere else. Facts, facts, facts. Facts. All right, bro. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Enjoy your evening. Peace. You heard it first from the playroom. You know, this is where we really, really go deep. This is where we actually give you insights. So thank you for tuning in. You know, check out Shavak's music. Amazing, amazing artist. You do not want to miss anything at all.